0: Hi, good good evening, everyone. Um good evening by Simon. Sorry for the complications. You can hear me, hope you can hear me, and I apologize for that I had some technical problems, I hope not as persistent as last week, Um, but hopefully we've overcome them, it took me by surprise, but anyway, let's not um, uh, dwell on that. Uh, Welcome, we are looking at Parsha Sisro, of course, the most eventful, fascinating Parsha, including the uh, giving of the Torah, Matam Torah itself, perhaps the most uh, dramatic uh, parsha of all but i'd like to speak about uh, tonight to share with you a fascinating uh, insight from rev uh, moshe al sheikh on the comments of Yisro when he first uh, when he first arrives so uh, Yisro presents uh, by messenger to moshe the fact that he has come to uh, bring to moshe his wife and his uh, two sons as well, that is to say, the grandsons of Israel, the sons of Sipora and the sons of Moshe. And then when they begin their conversation, so I'd like to pick it up at the very end of page 394, if you're with me in the Stone Chomesh. It's near the beginning of Parshas Israel, it's Pasu chapter 18, verse 8, Pasu Ches in the uh, Stone Commission's page 39, for the very last word, Moshe related to his father-in-law all that Hashem had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians regarding Israel, that is to say on the behalf of the Jewish people, and all of the turmoil, all of the travail that befell them along the way, and Hashem saved them, So Moshe in this posuk, the Torah summarizes how Moshe explained to Yisro, you know, caught him up, brought him up to date. Yisro heard some of those events, but now he has a first-hand account from Moshe. How does he respond? So let's take a close look at the next posuk, especially the very first word. Vayichad Yisro means that Yisro rejoiced about regarding all of the goodness that Hashem had done for Israel, that he saved him, that is as says God saved the Jewish people from the hand of Egypt. The first word, Vayichad, is an interesting word. Rashi says, if you take a look at Rashi, if you have Rashi, if you have facility with Rashi, Rashi says the word Vayichad is not such a common word. It means Vayichad, and he rejoiced. But maybe because the Torah does not use the word Vayismach, which would be quite straightforward, the word Vayismach appears, I think I read 150 times, the word Vayichad appears only three times, so it's an unusual, it's an uncommon term for joy. And maybe that's where Rashi also says a Medrash agada, which we'll get to that Medrash in a moment. But initially, the word Vayichad is related to the word Chedva. It derives from the word Chedva. Chedva means joy. Uh, Ruthie has a good friend by the name of Chedva. Uh, it's a different name. Anyway, I think she has a friend by the name of Chedva. In any case, uh, we have Gila Rina Ditsa Vechedva. And of course, I'm sure you remember in Psuke De Zimra that we say Oz Vechedva Bimakomo. Might and joy are in his place. So the word chedva is found in the in the Tanakh in a number of places, but the word vayichad is an unusual form of that word. So uh, maybe that's why, as I just said, suggested, that's why Rashi also proposes a midrashic interpretation. And Rashi says, His flesh became prickly, he had like goosebumps when he heard about how Hashem saved Israel from the Egyptians. Of course, that equally, at the same time, alludes to the downfall of the Egyptians. So Rashi says, al He was distressed uh, at the downfall of Egypt, the loss of life. Uh, Probably, told him about all of the plagues and then the dramatic crossing of the sea, the drowning of the Egyptians. And Rashi Adzan, from the Medrash: Inchi ad Asara Dare, a proselyte until ten generations, Arama Baape, do not uh, um, demean or do not criticize, don't like uh, um, uh, dismiss in a, in a kind of derisive way." A, an Aramean, that is to say, a Gentile in his presence, someone who has descended from Gerim, even generations back, be conscious, be sensitive to his origins, to his background. And although we may regard a foreign nation as maybe adversaries, antagonists of ours, perhaps we feel they got what they deserve, but he may have a feeling of identity with those people as well. That's what Rashi says. So Vayichad, Yisrael, means that even though he was joyful on one hand, but at the same time, he was like his hair stood on end at hearing about the, the misfortune that befell the Egyptians. Uh, the Chizkuni, okay, I mean, perhaps we'll, we'll leave that. We start a few minutes, there. we'll leave that. Uh, Chizkuni has something to say, but let's go on. So that's Rashi's medrash. Uh, I just want to add parenthetically that I saw in Rabbeinu B'chaya many years ago, the word Vayichad, because this is a kind of lead in to what we're going to learn from Al-Sheikh HaKadosh. But Rabbeinu B'chaya says that Vayichad is an expression of Yichud, that is to say that he identified with the uh, experience of the Jewish people. Yisro, as we know, is the first using the contemporary expression, Jew by choice. The first one that we uh, find in the Torah who comes to join the Jewish people. There were other distinguished proselytes after him. Esau is the first of them. So, Vayichad that he identified with the Jewish people. The, uh, like, uh, uh, dramatic uh, rescue, redemption of the Jewish people was something that he identified with. So he felt as if the experience of the Jewish people, your joy is my joy. That's how Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar said. That's why I didn't just say Vayismach, says "vayichad" to hint to the idea that Yisro rejoiced with the joy of the Jewish people. Your joy is my joy. But now I want to tell you what Ramosh Al-Sheikh says, uh, a very profound approach. He says that perhaps we can synthesize, let's use that word, we can, um, like, harmonize the pshat and the drash. The pshat is, he rejoiced. The drash is that his uh, hair stood on end. His flesh became prickly. He got goosebumps overhearing the, the uh, you know, devastation that befell the Egyptians. So he says like this, that y- Israel rejoiced only at the redemption of Israel. It says, He rejoiced over the goodness that Hashem did for Israel, but he did not feel any sense of shard and fry, any sense of joy at the comeuppance of the Egyptians. So whereas the Jewish people may have delighted in seeing the punishment meted out to the Egyptians after decades and generations of torturous, sadistic oppression, the Jewish people may have felt a sense of vindication to see Mitzrayim finally get what they richly deserved. but Yisrael didn't see it that way. He rejoiced at the deliverance of Israel, but not at the suffering, not at the, the downfall of Mitzrayim. And he says, he quotes a, a medrash that the medrash says, actually, we'll get to that in one moment. Uh, he says that uh, we find, if you look very closely at the language of the Possum, it says, He saved him from the hand of Egypt. So Ramusha al Sheikh asks, why not simply say, May Eretz Mitzrayim. Why does he have to to save them? The main thing is the departure. They left Egypt. God extricated them from Egypt. He took them out of the land of Egypt. We know this as the Exodus. We speak about Yitzias Mitzrayim. We don't talk about Hatsala Mi Mitzrayim. Now it is true that the Torah does say It's one of the four famous expre- expressions of redemption. But if you're going to use one word, one verb to describe what Hashem did vis-a-vis the Jewish people and Egypt, the one word is Potsi. He took them out of the land of Egypt. Uh, uh, why does it say wasn't the main thing shouldn't be the grip of Egypt? The main thing should be he took them out from the land of Egypt. And in that sense, they were free and they couldn't leave before that. Now they can leave or they, the, Hashem enabled them to leave, Hashem took them out, it's Yitzias Mitzrayim, why does he use the word, Asher Yitzilo Miyad Mitzrayim, and look at the next passage, Vem Yisro Hashem, Mitzrayim, he like um, emphasizes, the Torah repeats it really, including him, he says, Mitzrayim, who saved you from the hand of Egypt, from the group of Egypt, Umayyad Paro and from the hand of Pharaoh, Asheri Tzilas Ha'am, Mitachas Yad Mitzrayim. Again, who has saved the people from under the hand of Egypt. So, Rab Moshe al Sheikh says that the quotes the Medrish Tanhum, the Medrish Tanhum says that the word Vayichad Yisrov, Shayichad Shmo Shalhakaroshwarah. that he, um, like, uh, acknowledged the unity of God's name. What does that mean? Like we say at the end of Aleinu, There'll be one God and one name. Yecheid Shemo is a way of saying, he emphasized the oneness of God. There's no multiplicity. There's one God. Says the sheik Miyad Mitzrayim, he explaining, like, elaborating upon this Medrash, he says, Miyad Mitzrayim means from under, not just the hand of Pharaoh, but listen closely, from the grip of the guardian angel of Egypt. He says repeatedly, many times he says in his parish that the uh, Experience of the Jewish people under the subservience, the subjugation of Egypt was not only political slavery, political bondage. It was psychological, and it was spiritual. The Jewish people were under the the heavy yoke of the Sar of Mitzrayim, of the guardian angel of Mitzrayim. That is to say, the the. Uh, feeling of being dependent upon being at the mercy of the angel of Egypt the the like uh, celestial representative of Mitzrayim and he quotes this as I say in more than one place when it says, uh, when Hashem says I will go down to save him from the hand of Egypt it doesn't just mean from the hand of the Egyptians it means from the hand of the guardian angel of Egypt uh, it says regarding the song of the sea. Just before that, God saved Israel from the hand of Egypt. It doesn't say even in the plural. It says it doesn't say may they were dead in the plural. The corpses of the Egyptians it says. Mitzrayim mace says the Medrash it refers to the guardian angel of Egypt that was had perished. Hashem triumphed over Hashem like humbled and and uh, obliterated the Tsar of Mitzrayim. Now, this is not only a figure of speech. It's also a way of saying that the Jewish people were themselves, because of their uh, um, like downtrodden spiritual and psychological state, the Jewish people regarded themselves as beholden to Pharaoh and beholden to the Tsar of Mitzrayim. So when it says Vayichad Yisrael, Yisrael, rejoiced at the fact that Hashem uh, took the Jewish people, he saved them, he extricated them from the grip of the influence of the Egyptian paganism. I think that there's a remez here to the fact that Yisrael was himself, as the Torah says explicitly, Midian. he was an idolatrous priest in his own uh Previous life in his own career, he was a priest of Midian. He was a sheikh, but he was a religious appointment. And Yisro uh, understood a lot about idolatry, and he understood the attraction of it, and he understood the vacuousness of it. But he also understood the power. And therefore, when Yisro Vayichad, when he acknowledged the oneness of God, he celebrated the fact that the Jewish people were also able to emerge from the heavy burden. Of the dependence on Sarah O'Shal Mitzrayim. And he says that's why it says Ashahit Silo. It wasn't just a geographical relocation. He took them out of Egypt. That's true at one level, but at a deeper level, he celebrated that the Jewish people were saved from the grip of the guardian angel who represents like the celestial power that is the, the um uh, like heavenly force that controls Egypt and controls the Jews in Egypt as well. He celebrated the fact that they were extricated from it. And then he has a beautiful diuk in the next pasuk. In the, in pasuk Yud, Blessed is God who has saved you from the hand of Egypt, from the hand of Pharaoh. But then he says in the second half of the pasuk, the the last words, "Asher he'zl es ha'am who saved the people mitachas yan mitzrayim. So it's interesting again, prima facie, it's just the say, saying the same thing in two different ways. The first half of the verse and the second half are saying the same thing, which is a common biblical formula. Actually, it's not at all unusual. But at the same time, there must be some nuance of meaning to it. Why is it that at first he says? who saved you from the hand of Egypt, from the hand of Pharaoh. And then he says, who saved the people, the nation, from under the hand of Egypt. So he says, when he says the words, Hitzil who saved you, he means you, Moshe, Aharon, the elders, the distinguished, the elite of the Jewish people. So he saved you, but you were in the hand of Mitzrayim. However, the second half of the verse, the am, that is to say, the hoi paloi, the hamon am, the masses of the, of the Jewish people, mitachas from under the hand. What's the difference? He says that like uh, a king might kidnap a person or take slaves, take, take captives. They're members of another nation and he has captured them. And then maybe he's forced to release them but there can be another group of people who are native to that land and they've always been a slave caste for generations. So the second group who are redeemed, it's more dramatic, it's more of a, of a transformation. The first group, they never really belong there in the first place, they were just held captive. But the second group, those who are from a slave population, generation after generation, so when those that group is taken out, for them, it, it's a brave new world. It's astonishing. So therefore, he says that psychologically, spiritually, Moshe and his, the people in his circle, even those who were enslaved in Egypt, but they represent the higher level. Those who were never, they never bought in to the spiritual domination of Egypt. They never were part of that group about whom it says the Egyptians are idolaters and the Jews are, are also idolaters. But the second group, which is probably the larger group, the um, the people at large. So then, it's mitachas And They were under the subjugation of the of the Sar Mitzrayim. And he quotes the pasuk, which the Medrash quotes. Uh, also, uh, we have in Devarim, goi goi. Hashem took out a nation from within a nation. We mentioned it here in the past as well, weeks ago. Goy mikheref goi. That is to say, halalu of the Avarazara, halalu of the that the Jewish people also were a nation similar to the Egyptians. The Jews were like um, completely sub- subservient and subsumed within the culture of Egypt, and that is the am. So that's mitachas yamitzran. That's how he explains the the nuance of difference. So Yisro celebrated by Yichad Yisro. He was joyous. He was happy, and he said that the joy is. With the the uh, escape of the Jewish people, I'm delighted at the victory, the triumph of the Jewish people. I'm not necessarily celebrating the suffering and the downfall of the Egyptians. But what's really remarkable, he says, is he'd see yam that Hashem has enabled you to escape the slave mentality and the feeling of subservience to the guardian angel of Egypt. And that is especially remarkable for the Am. I'd like to suggest something further here as well, and this is my own speculation. The idea of the Jewish people being subservient to the Tsar of Mitzrayim does not necessarily preclude their appreciation of the miracles that God wrought for them as well. But Yisro said there is a yichud here, there is a oneness that has to be emphasized. I think there may be an illusion here in the part of Al-Sheikh to repudiate the error of dualism, what's called shituf, the notion that God, uh, the God of Israel, let's say, is great, but there are other gods around that also have some influence, also have some power, also have a role to play. They also exercise some control over human affairs. This is the era known as shituf shituf like for the word uh, shutaf, which is a partnership. The god has a partnership. The god maybe is the, is the senior partner, but he's got some junior partners as well. And the reason that this to me is quite interesting is that remember that Ramosha al-Sheikh was born in 1508, and his parents were exiled from Spain in 1492, and al-Sheikh would have known many, many people who were either presently or previously subject to kissing the cross, who would have uh, submitted to baptism, and who would have maybe subsequently left and escaped from Spain or perhaps still remained that way, still remain caught in that status of what's known as um, new Christians or crypto-Jews. I think that he is highlighting the fact that Yisro, from his perspective of being a theologian, of appreciating polytheism, and having repudiated polytheism, he is rejoicing at the remarkable achievement of the Jewish people, I should say achievement, the, the, the beneficence of Hashem in extricating the Jewish people from that belief, even a shared belief in shall Shel Mitzrayim. The, the guardian angel uh, of Egypt. And uh, Yisro, who himself had sampled all of the idolatrous possibilities, is celebrating, and that would well explain why the Torah uses the word, why he used the word Vayich, the Torah used the word Vayich, not Yisro, because of the emphasis on the oneness, And the oneness of Hashem and the Jewish people are no longer, they've been saved from that error. And by the way, that error lingers a long time because even Christianity itself, according to many uh, Jewish thinkers, falls foul of that principle of shittuv. Because yes, it is a derivative of uh, of the Torah in the sense that... uh, um, you know, the the Christian Bible is somehow like a, a second version or a companion volume or something like that. But of course, therein lies the theological heresy, because the Torah doesn't need a second coming and a second companion and a, and a sort of, you know, uh, uh, c- companion volume. That is the error of Shittuf. Um, now, I want to even add a footnote to my speculation, and to remind you that uh, a friend told me that his son was just in Israel, he visited Svat, and he went to see the kever of Ramosh al-Sheikh, and that is in the famous Beis Achayim, the cemetery in Svat, and uh, you can visit there the kever of many, many great people from the golden age of Svat, of which Al-Sheikh was one of the leading personalities. He was a disciple, for 50 years a disciple of R- Yosef Karo, and he succeeded Rav Yosef Karo as the Av based in a after the the, the author of the Shulchan Aruch passed away in uh, 1575. And Rav Moshe Al-Sheikh lived until 1593, and he succeeded him. It also says on his Kever that Rav Moshe Al-Sheikh was a musmach of Rav Yosef Karo. Now, let me explain what that means. It doesn't just mean that he gave him a faher, and he wrote out a smicha document, he could put it on his wall, and his wife uh, can quell. That's what I did uh, years ago. But uh, Ramosha al Sheikh, it means that he had smicha from the effort to revive the smicha. Now, I don't have time in the three minutes we have left to talk about that at length, but suffice to say, this was a bold and ambitious and dramatic and controversial enterprise to try to uh, reestablish the process of ordaining uh, great Torah leaders. From generation to generation, which had lapsed uh, about a thousand years before, more than a thousand years before. When it says Moshe Kibel Torah Sinai, and he ordained Yehoshua, etc., generation after generation, that continued until the age of the Tanaim, and then it lapsed. They wanted to reinstate it, and it had a messianic uh, uh, objective as well, and had other significance also. It, this was the project of, of Rav Yaakov Bey Rav Yaakov Beirav was the Av before Rav Yosef Karo came to town. Rav Yaakov Beirav had this campaign, this idea of reestablishing the smicha. It did not go well, go down well with the sages in Yerushalayim, of whom the leading sage in Yerushalayim at that time was called Rav, Rav, uh, Mahari Ben-Leib. Ma, I'm sorry, Mahari uh, Ibn-Khavib. No, Rab-Leib, <laughs> got it wrong. Levi Ibn Chaviv Ra'al Bach, he was the Av based in Yerushalayim, and Rav Yaakov Beirav wrote him a smicha certificate and he sent it to him, and he thought in this way he would win his favor. Well, it backfired. Uh Levi Ibn Chaviv did not think much of Rav Yaakov Beirav or of his smicha or the whole enterprise, and he responded in a very uh, uh, forceful negative way. Rav Yaakov Beirav could give as well as he took maybe even more so and he wrote back in a very sharp way and he alluded to the fact that Maha, that that uh ibn Khabib had changed his name he said i never changed my name i've served god all my life i never even changed my name that was an allusion to the fact that at the age of 17 rabbi Levy ibn Khabib had lived as a christian in portugal because he had submitted to baptism at the hands of King Manuel of Portugal, and for a year, at the age of 17, he lived as a a Christian, at least outwardly, until he could escape to Salonika, and he became one of the great gedolim of the generation, among the greatest. Uh, The Alsheikh was part of that generation, and he did receive smicha from, well, Rav Yosef Kar received smicha from Rav Yakov Bey Rav, and Rav Yosef Kahl gave Smicha to, to Ramosha al-Sheikh. And although he doesn't refer, I have not him seen him refer to it. I've learned about 620 pages of his parish so far this year. We've learned it together from Bereshis. Um, and I haven't seen any reference to it, but maybe this is a Remez kal in which he speaks about Yichud, about the exoriating, rejection, rejecting it, repudiating the idea of shituf and exalting the achdus, the oneness of God. So this is my uh, theory. Uh, we've had about 25 minutes of al-shikh and about five or six minutes of Rashi Simon speculation, which you can uh, take it or leave it as you like. Thank you again for listening, and I wish everybody a good Shabbos. Uh, we're doing, for those who want to join us at Kesha, we're doing a Dvar Torah this week on Movers and Shakers, Do You Sway When You Pray? So if you want to join us for that, we would love to see you. Good Shabbos to everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, looked well. So Mother well Yeah, thank you. Ruthie's mother hasn't been very well. We hope to hear good news uh, um, from, from Los Angeles, but uh, thank you yeah, for your good wish. I want to dedicate this year, done, afterwards at least, to her speedy recovery. Uh, Hannah Devora Bas Bela Rezo Groforsheim. Mm. We'll for these God. I mean, I mean, thank Before you, Wonderful, wonderful bye